1: So it's really all about capturing these little moments, and I want people to feel the idea of how journaling has made me feel because it really transformed, yes, also my business, but actually me as a person.
0: Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 237. In this episode, I'm chatting with Abby C., an artist, educator, and memory keeper who focuses on the art of travel journaling. Our conversation includes advice for beginning and experienced journalers alike. Hey, Abby, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way.
1: Hi, Jennifer. I'm so happy to be here.
0: I am so looking forward to our conversation. But for those who don't know who you are, can you share a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby C., I'm an artist and author. I grew up in Manila in the Philippines, and I'm currently living in Berlin. Um, I do, what do I do? There's a lot to say, but (laughs) I mostly do journaling. And I also like to, I try to say like, I like to document a lot about my life in through different like ways, like illustration, journaling, um, videos, and content. So I think that pretty much sums it up.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. Now, how long have you been living in Berlin?
1: About a year and a half. I'm fairly new. So it's been a wild ride, but I've been enjoying it.
0: Is there anything in particular that brought you to Germany?
1: Well, I did a, like in 2019, I did an art residency in Berlin. So that kind of drew me in. And I was Uh like, oh, this city feels like it's livable. And then the pandemic happened. So I had to wait like three more years to kind of process everything. So that's why it was a bit delayed. So yeah, it was very interesting and random choice. But also I thought it'd be nice to live in Europe. And like, I've always wanted to explore a lot of European cities also to travel and to journal. So thought it'd be nice to have a home base here.
0: Yes. Yes. What a fun adventure. Yeah. So I always like to ask our guests, what is exciting them right now? I'd love if you shared both one kind of scrapbooking, memory keeping, journaling related Mm -hmm. as well as one life thing.
1: Yeah. So for scrapbooking, memory keeping, I've been catching up on my San Francisco journal pages. It hasn't been done, which is funny because it's like After San Francisco, I went to Manila for a bit, so I feel like my brain hasn't fully closed off. You know when you're traveled and you haven't fully documented the trip, it feels like you're not done yet, so Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to update that, which I haven't really had the time to do because I've been flying um, to and fro different um, cities and non-scrapbooking thing, I guess. I just moved into a new apartment, so it's my first time ever like furnishing a room. So it's been overwhelming, but it's also, I feel so um, excited to kind of like slowly make it homey and cozy, Mm -hmm. especially now that it's almost the fall, you know, find a proper way to store my stationery, have a good workspace, comfy bed. So I've been busy doing that. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Do you... Let me, how do I ask this? Do you enjoy like shopping for kind of like vintage thrifted things or brand new things? Totally.
1: I think it's a mix of both because like the brand new things, I get like the basic stuff like a bed, a desk, and then everything else I feel like is going to be a nice mix of going to flea markets and finding random things from marketplaces or, you know, just hunting down vintage finds. I think that's one of the things I'm looking forward to doing actually.
0: Yes, that sounds so cool. I think yeah. that's definitely one of the things I've noticed um, in Europe is just everything is so yes. much older than it is here
1: uh-huh. in the U.S. Uh-huh. There are creepy photos too, but yeah, yes. <laughs> apart from that, um, there are a lot of like really, really nice gems. So I've been like telling friends to come with me over the weekend and like have a look at these markets and see what I'll find. And I'm taking my time doing that. Yeah. Yes,
0: but it's perfect for the fall season and everything. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So the other question we ask every guest is about their memory keeping bucket list. So Mm -hmm. do you have a story that you've not yet told but feels really important to do so?
1: That's a very interesting question. I kind of thought about it. I think I haven't really talked about why I moved. But then I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it. This feels a bit personal. And also, um, just like this whole idea of, it's very meta. It's like, I want to explain why, I want to like talk about why I like telling stories and why everyone should tell their own stories. It's very meta in a sense that like documenting and scrapbooking is all about telling stories. But then again, I always want to emphasize on that, but I feel like I haven't fully explained it. Does that make sense?
0: It does, but that sounds like a YouTube video. Like, I think you could do a really good job. Oh, of okay.
1: Thanks for an idea. Leave, I
0: should yeah, leaving both together. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So something to that extent, because like lately, I've been enjoying the word documenting for some reason. I feel like it encapsulates a mm-hmm. lot of the things that I do without limiting it too much. So right now, I'm like, yeah, documenting this and documenting that. So, yeah.
0: Well, and it's fun as as creators, creatives, that we have so many different formats that we can exactly. do today, whether that's, you know, the most tactile in our journals or with the various things that we can do online.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's like a mix of analog and digital, which I find very interesting. But it's a good, mm-hmm. like, avenue to explore all of these different formats and find what works for you.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So today we're talking about travel journaling because yeah. you are one of the people that is most known for that. Mm-hmm. You have developed quite a business and brand around it.
1: Um, I'm going to link
0: to a video. It's a couple of years old now, but you shared how your business got started. Yeah. Well, I would love if you talked a little bit more about kind of the evolution of your
1: creative interests from when
0: you started your business to now. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I started like probably like 2014, 2015. And at the time, actually, I was very much outside of the whole journaling sphere. I did hand lettering and calligraphy. And Mm -hmm. at the time in the Philippines, there wasn't anyone who was doing hand lettering and calligraphy. So I kind of, you know, when you're on the internet, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go on Tumblr and see all these amazing lettering artists. And I kind of was curious about it, got into lettering and it became... An avenue for me to teach workshops about lettering because people wanted to learn a skill. And then eventually I got um my first book published that was about lettering. So the first few years of my career were very centric, like very focused on hand lettering. But then I've been doing journaling since I was a you know, I was a teenager, and I had like my whole like angsty phase of like writing in <laughs> my. Di- everyone has this like writing in your diary. Oh, yeah, I saw my crush today, stuff like that. So I've always like played with it. But then it's interesting how I realized when I look back, all of my journal pages in that time, like 2016, 2017, they were hand-lettered. So stationery came in later, actually. So it was all like hand-lettered and all like written form because growing up, I've always liked essay writing. I feel like as much as people think I, I have like drawing as my first love or illustration, I think it's really writing. That's the core of what I do. And also, it makes sense because I write books as well. But um, journaling kind of came later in that um, in my creative journey, in my business. And also, I personally wasn't so sure how I could like transition because at the time I'd have I had like three, four books out on hand lettering, so people knew me as the lettering girl. And then suddenly, I'm like, I do journaling now too? Question mark You know, it's kind of weird to explain it to the internet, which is a funny thing to say, but you know how people are just like, oh, how come her content started to be like different? And with that also, in the middle of that, the uh, my publisher of my first book in the Philippines, she actually was the one who planted the seed on journaling. She's like, why don't you explore journaling? And I think that big um, pivot really helped me kind of figure out what journaling was because I also did my own trip to Japan, and that's where I discovered Japanese stationery, Japanese mm-hmm. journals. And I'm like, this is a world. You know, this is a thing. Yeah. And anyone is also it. Yeah, I'm like, tell me more, tell me more. I was like, what are these pens? And so for me, it was very um slowly a kind of like a self-discovery thing as well. And with that, I was like, okay, journaling, journaling. And then there was this whole intersection of at this time i was traveling frequently and i also drew a lot about my trip so back then i didn't do travel journaling it was more like oh i go to paris i'm gonna draw the eiffel tower while waiting in line at the Louvre museum it's something that Mm -hmm. i just found therapeutic to do because there was nothing to do while you're waiting in line for a museum you know stuff like that so it's interesting how travel journaling kind of made its way into the picture because for me at the time I was like no I don't think people will do this and then turns out people do do this and I was like okay cool and then I think I think Japan really played a big uh part of how I kind of visualized the whole idea of travel journaling because I I went to Japan every year during that time and when you go to Japan the thing that you get is like a lot of maps and tickets and you're just like what am I gonna do with all these things so that's how I decided to kind of use it as a as a tool to scrapbook and memory keep and document everything in a journal so then everything kind of like made sense in that realm of like oh travel journaling was a thing now so every time I traveled I had a journal with me and I documented about my trip so I feel like my interest kind of jumped from one lane to another but there's also kind of connected in some road so totally yeah it's it's just kind of funny to
0: see the flow because people have long been journaling but it is the idea of coming back to hand lettering and making our journals like beautiful and right uh, documenting within them um is perhaps a modern take though of course we could trace its roots back probably hundreds of years but yeah um, for sure <laughs> if we go back to illuminated manuscripts hey, but, right, exactly uh, yeah no i think it's definitely a flow i don't see it as much of a jump as just as mm-hmm. i said an evolution so it feels yeah. very natural
1: okay i think evolution is a good term to say yeah pretty much So Abby, what are you most passionate about
0: creating for yourself or sharing for your business right now in late 2023?
1: Well, I think now it's, especially late 2023, coming from uh, my summer this year has been very eventful and I didn't expect it to be. Like I, I went to the US a lot to teach workshops and meet people that I've never met. You know, you always just think everyone's online. So right now I feel like I'm more passionate of a passionate about making connections through creative pursuits, whether it's like journaling or like just making art, or like coming from the San Francisco Pen Show, I met a lot of friends who had like similar pen interests as I am. Like, oh, we're on the same level. Let's talk about it. You know, it's nice to yeah, feel yeah. less alone in this world of, I mean being creative and like getting into all of these interests is very niche, but also everyone is super open and super welcoming. And I love that. Like I have a bunch of friends so we live in different continents, but we always talk about like, oh, did you see this new journal come out? Or like, oh, have you finished your journal spread? I'm trying this format or that format, as well as um, small biz friends like Christine of Everyday Explorer. Sometimes we rehash our own ideas and try to make sense of our, we kind of brainstorm together sometimes. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for me, it's great to just do that because it's one thing to say, like I do make content for the internet, but also I do most of it alone. So it's nice to do things with other people as well. So I'm trying to build yes. that more, like build more connections and just, you know, um not really have more friends. I'm such an introvert, but it's more like just having this community where you can feel at ease and like connect with people and also share ideas and inspiration. I think for me, that's what I'm really focused on right now. And it's, it's great.
0: I mean, that's where introverts thrive. I yeah, am a hard exactly. introvert as well, mm-hmm. but you know, we can really dive into these topics that we care about. We're passionate about, we're obsessive about researching and looking right. at new products and yeah. planning new things um that's where we can really um shine and come to life for yeah. sure so i mm-hmm. get that for 100% so backing up a bit for those who are completely new maybe they're more traditional scrapbookers or have a different yeah. history in their creativity what is a travel journal what does it look like can you get us give us some of the basics
1: sure well a travel journal I'm going to be very broad here and say it's a place to document your adventures or trips. And even the idea of adventures or trips, it could really be some students have told me like, I'm going to take a trip to the grocery store. Does that count? It's it counts still. It's still going somewhere, right? It's doing something. And um, it's a place to basically document your trips or adventures in a way that speaks to you the most. And I guess the main thing is you have a notebook to do that, which is regardless of size, it's up to you to decide. So it's a fully customizable way to document your adventures. I think that's the easiest way to say it. What does it look like? I would say the common elements of a travel journal, like the pages, contain either photos, illustrations, writings, collages, or a mix of everything. You know, some people have fully photos and like write a bit of caption that's it or some people don't even print photos they just do a full illustration of their uh, road trip to the mountains or if you like to just write so that can also be like you know you're writing your travelogue or your essays and just hashing everything together or even collages you know if you if you go on a nature hike and you pick up all these like little leaves you can play around with them and document them so that also can be inside a travel journal it's I like that it has no rules basically it's how you kind of decide what goes in and out of this little little book that you're going to create
0: so I'm curious do you keep consecutive journals like for example you went Mm -hmm. to San Francisco and to the Philippines and then back home is that in one book or do you keep separate journals for separate locations separate trips how does that work in your mind
1: for me, I experimented a lot with that and in the end I kind of divided it per either country or continent depending on the time of my trip. So for example, my San Francisco one and my New York one is in one book because it's it's both summer and it's both the US, so I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll just fit everything in that book." I did have mm-hmm. a Germany one, I think, last year where it's like I went on like different train trips around Germany, so it's all documented in one book. Um, It also depends on the trip. For example, I went to Manila. It wasn't really a travel because I live there. So I didn't keep a very comprehensive travel journal. It was more like I did keep a bunch of food packaging and photos with friends, but it's in a separate journal. So I think the most I do is uh, cities or continents or countries.
0: Well, I think it's important to just underscore the kind of there's no rules, no right way because no. I can see that being like a sticking point for someone who yeah. does travel frequently. Of mm-hmm. how how do I organize this, and I don't want that to stop someone from getting started.
1: Right, exactly, and also it it also depends. Like some some people also do categorize it per season. For example, like spring trips, you know, or summer trips, or if mm-hmm. you don't travel frequently, it's also Not necessarily it has to be like, oh, it has to have like one journal for the entire thing. You can even have like, okay, my 2023 travels are going to exist in one journal. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. It's really uh, customizable depending on your needs. I think I also factored in the fact that if I bring that same journal and it's going to be very heavy towards the end of the year, then I don't want to bring it to my trip. So I just (laughs) like, you know, I'm like... I might take home a lot of maps and other stationery or other things from this trip. I don't want to bring, bring a really big um, toolkit of things, so I try to like minimize a lot on that part.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah. So thinking back to when you were, say, drawing the Eiffel Tower while waiting in line mm-hmm. at the Louvre um, and thinking now to what you do in your travel journals, why do you love this kind of... Uh, more extended version of documenting a, a travel experience.
1: Yeah. So with now, I think it's just more dynamic in a sense. Like, don't get me wrong. I still draw, but there are some cities that are just, you know, I just go to some cities. and I'm like, they're begging to be drawn. Like I went to Italy for a week. I'm like, I'm not going to do that much documenting, but I did draw a lot of like the doors and the windows and whatnot. But I feel like with, the journaling style that I do now, it's just more accessible in a way that there are a lot of different options you can approach things. And also it just doesn't have to be confined with like, I'm going to draw this structure. Not that it's bad. It's just like, I want to kind of diversify the storytelling angle. You don't have sure. to. Yeah. So like a typical travel journal would be like, if you really want to do it, like by the book, it's like, day one We went to New York. Um, Manhattan they do we went to Brooklyn stuff like that but I try to what I do with every trip also is I try to consciously change how I document so I can figure out what else to do because there's always some kind of way you can like change it up you know so I do okay instead of like I went to Brooklyn today I'm gonna write like six coffee shops that I went to throughout my time in New York because I love coffee so I try to tap into my interests and expound on that another thing I do also is I go to museums and I do a full like this is what I did at this museum I have five paintings that I really love blah 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 blah. so you know it really is an exercise in discovering I like to say it's also an exercise in self-discovery and figuring out what your travel style is and how you want to tell that story through your pages
0: and also what you what you care about like what yeah exactly what experiences really sit with you because they could be small to someone else. Like Mm -hmm. I can think of my husband who doesn't care about going to a coffee shop. He probably ate a pastry while I drank coffee. But whereas Mm -hmm. like you, I would savor the coffee shop and look at the decor and the people there and really ask for free sticker. Yeah. Stuff like that. Pick
1: up the menu or like, you know, take pictures, get some, some like get a feel of the place. Yeah, Totally.
0: So how can someone get started with travel journaling if they're completely new and not sure where to
1: begin? I always say just start really small. I think the common mistake of most people is they start off buying all these supplies and they just get overwhelmed. It's Mm -hmm. always just a matter of getting a notebook and a pen and being observant. I think that's the first step because... With travel journaling, it's not only just um, documenting per se or like being able to put photos on a page and write everything, but also just regardless of the tools you have, just like your own perception of seeing a city, seeing a place, traveling, being mindful of where you are. It's very cheesy, but I feel like traveling really invites you to pay attention to what's in front of you because you don't see these things every day and it's just a really nice way to just you know take everything in observe and one thing I always say is like I feel like traveling is like you when you journal about it it's like you're also being kind of a reporter you're like oh this is what I Mm -hmm. saw or I think I think it's a nice way to also slowly get started you don't have to start with okay you have to journal about this museum you can start with okay, I went to this museum. And then you have some notes and observations. And I like it because it's like having a little dialogue with yourself. Like, how do I feel about this place? Like, oh, the interiors of the Ricks Museum was really nice. Or something like, I saw this painting and it reminded me of my mom. You know, these things that are very um, just personal to you that you kind of see and unlock when you travel because travel is a very personal experience to everyone. And no one has the same perception of a city, you know, or a trip. So for me, it's it's one of those ways that you can really get started and just, you know, have a pen and paper with you. Or if not even, you can just write it on your notes on your phone. That's how I started, mm-hmm. actually. Because when I used to go on trips, my mom would always put us on, like, tours, which i I liked it to some extent, but also like it's very restricted because I couldn't explore by myself. So the tour guide would just talk about a certain thing. I would literally stand beside the tour guide and take notes because I'm like, I need to know what happened in this monument or something. It's this curiosity that really brings you to um, ask questions, discover new things, and in turn explore a lot about the city you're visiting.
0: Well, I think there's a, an uh, an additive effect. Like the more you do it, the easier it gets, the more second yes. nature it. And it's, I think we have that in all of us. And when mm-hmm. we start to kind of release it, it's, it's hard to stop it, I'm
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. It's also this exercise where you kind of, I mean, I've been doing like travel journaling for a while now. But also I've been, every time I travel, I try to put myself in a certain mindset of being open, not being too constricted, like, the way I traveled like 10 years ago is totally different to how I travel now. So I lean into that, like my energy. I can't just go to five places in a day. I need to do like a two-day trip and like slowly like ease into two places, you know, instead of like packing everything in. So it's it's a lot about these like things that it's kind of having a routine per se when your daily life but also with traveling because that's also going to affect how you document and how you kind of see things and figure it out how you don't want to get overwhelmed and you know traveling is like there's a lot of sensory things going on so you kind of have to catch yourself a minute and I feel like journaling helps you do that because you kind of sit still and you're like wait what happened today let's let's write it down
0: Yes, yes, yes. I want to dive more into that, but I do have one more question about getting started because you have a book about travel journaling. So what can our listeners learn from the book?
1: Well, I guess what they can learn about it is there are many ways to document and there are no rules, but the book does offer a lot of ideas and inspiration based on the different travel journals I've owned, as well as, you know, if you need a primer to getting started with all these, like, what is a clear stamp? What is a, what is this kind of scissors? Or what is a glue tape? I explain everything thoroughly because these are things that you can, you know, eventually use for your own journaling toolkit.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. I will definitely include a link to that in the show notes sure. as well. It's your hand lettering books. Mm-hmm. So Abby, can you talk a little bit more about the timeline of a travel journaling, let's just call it a series of entries, whether it's its own book or or within a larger book, what do you do before, during, and after a trip?
1: Yeah. So before the trip, it's always the hardest part. I I have this little routine of laying out all the journals I could possibly bring. It's like an elimination round where it's like everything <laughs> is laid out. It's very funny that it's a new ho- it's a new routine that I discovered and I told my friends about it and they're like, "Abby, that is actually really smart." So I'm like, everything's laid out, my journals, my tools, my printer if I need a photo printer or whatever, and I'm going to think, "Okay, Who's coming with me? There's a lot of things to factor in. So that's what I do before the trip. And this is also aligned with whatever itinerary I'm having, right? So if I'm traveling alone and there's no motive, there's no big agenda, it's just vibes like, okay, I'm going to go to Italy for a week. I'm going to this, 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 that's it. And I don't have to follow anyone's schedule. That's always the easiest because then I could figure out what I need to bring because I'll have time to draw. Because this mm-hmm. is the thing that I always find difficult. When you're traveling, you cannot just sit. I mean, you can, but it's always hard to find time to sit at a cafe and draw because you feel like you're wasting time. That's the common thing that people think, right? Like, oh, I just, why don't I just explore? But then again, you don't want to keep exploring and getting tired at the same time. So. Uh, With figuring out what to bring, I also factor in if I have a work engagement that's going on for that trip. Because if I do have a work engagement, I already know in my head that I won't have enough time to document while on the trip. So 90% of the time, I do my documenting and journaling after the trip. Because it's a, I'll explain later, but it's like a little moment for me to kind of like close the trip. As I mentioned earlier, like with the San Francisco Trip. I haven't closed anything. So during the trip, I just try to take everything in. I have a little notebook that I bring. It's like my reporter's notebook. There is no journaling on it. It's literally a tiny notebook with just my gel pen, and I just write everything that happened in a day. It's it can go from the slightest thing like oh the weather was so cold, uh, the day was so cold, or like we got lost in this train stop. So I'm being observant of where I am, what I'm doing. I feel everything that's happening in that day, in that moment, in that trip. And I log everything. And then afterwards, um, I guess this is also like in conjunction, like during the trip, obviously you're also taking pictures, you know, you're doing all these things to kind of preserve the memory and keep it all in like a, a little box in your head. So after the trip, that's where I sit down and like, you know, take a look at all the things I've collected. There's probably a map of a museum or a pen that I got from this trip or like a little ticket that I preserved or I asked for the menu of this restaurant that I really liked. And that's where I kind of gather inspiration and tap into my creative side because apart from documenting, I also like to, I have a background in graphic design. I like to color, you know, add like, specific color schemes to my work, like to my pages. If this map is blue, I'm going to go for a blue theme. Or if I went to a certain city that screams like green, I'm going to put a very green nature-inspired journal spread. So there's always a routine that I do when I do after the trip. It's like in the evening, I sit down with a cup of my rooibos tea. It's very specific. I'm actually having Mm -hmm. one right now as well. Um, Rooibos tea. It's it's like the taste just make I really like the taste of it. So I have that. And then my desk lamp is on. Contrary to popular belief, I actually journal in the evenings. But sometimes it's the daytime because I have to film it for my YouTube channel or Patreon. But mostly it's in the evenings where it's just quiet. And I'm just like, uh, okay, I'm in my little bubble with my desk and just, you know, making magic. So that's how I kind of, you know time everything like before during and after
0: well i think it's important to um how do i say this so we've talked about how there's no right way to do it and i think some might assume that if you're going this is not
1: this is not yeah this is not the only way disclaimer you have to do it on the trip otherwise it doesn't count Yeah, I don't know who made that rule. I'm like, that's so tiring. (laughs) I tried it before, and I think it only works to a certain extent if you really have enough free time to do it. But I don't want to sleep and stay, I don't want to stay up late every night doing my journal pages if I have to wake up early the next day. So I try to do like half and half. If I do have extra time, there's going to be some random day in the trip where, like, okay, you know, just take the day off. We can have like a three hour coffee date or whatever. So I would do that or you know when a flight is delayed I kind of maximize these times to do something that's not computer related because I don't want to work when I'm in transit. So I do work when I'm up in the air but like when I'm in transit I like to kind of do something with my hands or write stuff. So yeah, I think contrary to popular belief, you're not you're not required to journal and finish everything and come home saying i've done my journal unless that's really how you do it but that's not really yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't have to don't force it cuz it gets too tiring to do everything in one go traveling and doing it as and journaling at the same time it's not it's not sustainable i think
0: well, and I think if you are traveling with others, that also makes it less sustainable. But if you are yeah, traveling for sure. alone with lots of free time, then that yeah. would be a different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that probably would maybe would have been the biggest mis- misconceptions going into this that someone might have is that yes. if you can't, you know, you could make it beautiful, and that beauty is in the eye of beholder. But if you can. Do something that you feel proud of afterwards you don't necessarily have to do that on you know a bumpy tour bus or anything nah, that that's just, true you
1: know? and also um this idea of let's say you brought like a little stationary capsule kit in your pouch for your trip and you're like mm-hmm. oh the sticker set I wanted is back home then now you feel bad because you couldn't use it then you can just like Comfortably documented at the comfort of your own home where you have access to all your materials versus like regretting bringing stuff. Because my my mantra is when I bring stuff to a trip, I don't bring that much. And people are always so surprised. I'm like, come on, I have to buy stuff. I don't want to bring too much stuff and like limit my luggage. You know, I want to just be able to like freely like play around with what I have. And it's also an exercise in resourcefulness. So then I can like fully enjoy whatever else I have and like go home to print photos and just take my time in documenting and finishing up the pages.
0: Sure, sure, sure. So how do you think about or approach everyday journaling, like personal journaling differently yeah. from travel journaling?
1: Well, for for everyday journaling... I've been slowly appreciating how it's really different from travel journaling for me. For everyday, it's very mundane, but I like it. There's a lot of mundane things that I really like. I'm a very um, simple person. I like seeing leaves fall and turn into red or like just the morning sun. So I do write a lot of these things. And for everyday journaling, I also keep... So my, diff- my main differentiator is... My travel journals exist in the Traveler's Notebook system, and then my everyday journaling is either an A5 or an A6, so they are not the same book. And also, I don't write my travels on my everyday journal because then that feels like I'm just kind of copying, and like that's going to take more time. So I just yeah. fully like I'm like no, these these are two separate things. And for everyday journaling, I am more. I think I'm more heavy on writing. That's what I've been leaning towards with everyday journaling because I just like to write about little moments or like what we did that day or where I went, the errands I did. Usually also everyday journaling is also a sign for me to write about a little, a little win at work, a small win, because I can be really harsh on myself and like not recognize and give myself enough credit for the work I do. So I try to yeah, do that yeah. frequently with everyday journaling.
0: Now is your everyday journal together or separate with say like a planner
1: for how you figure out what you're going to get done? No, it's a separate one because I I use I think I used to try doing planning and journaling, but then it's just too much for one book. So I do have a separate planner and it's very straightforward. It's like to do today, like tasks, errands, um, a yeah, meeting. Yeah. And then my journal is like a it's a really big A5 book where it's like all my feelings are there basically and covered with really cute stationery. So pretty much that's what it looks like.
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> so Abby, what are some of your biggest lessons learned from your years of travel journaling? I'm thinking both kind of reflective reflective life lessons, as you mentioned about like learning your travel style and then also yeah. some of those practical creative lessons of being a travel journaler.
1: Yeah, so... As you mentioned about the travel styles, that was the first thing I, or first thing I thought of that I travel differently, and I know my limits because for a time I kept following other people's travel schedules, and I just was really mad. You know, it's like I'm paying for this trip. How am I? Not? Of course, not everyone has the liberty to do this, but like things that I plan with friends, sometimes it's just like they just want certain things and. I think in the end, that's also why I prefer traveling alone because I can really, like, decide on things. Um, But I also know traveling alone is not for everyone. It's a very introverted and it's an avenue for self-discovery and self-appreciation, actually. That's why I do it a lot. Mm -hmm. So I know my limits in the sense that I don't force myself to, oh, my gosh, you have to finish 10 journal pages because this is a really nice city, like, no, no one, no one makes the rules, so i've I've kind of let loose in that department. It's also funny coming back to um I told you I used to do hand lettering where hand lettering is such a precise skill. I draw letters, they have to be a certain shape, the spelling has to be great, and everything. and once I got into travel drilling and drilling in general, I felt this like um I felt that I had to let go of that control, and that really helped me regain my footing in my creative pursuits because there's no particular rule and I can just change it up. Obviously my 2016 journal looks different. I'll give you a link to it versus like my 2023 journal, but it's nice to see how the idea of documenting is still in the same format. It's just evolved. And Um, Yeah, so that's what I I think is uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned. And another thing that's very cheesy is like everyone's journey is their own. Even how everyone documents, it's very personal. It's very different. And I try to honor that because every time I walk into a travel journaling workshop and meet people, it's so great to see how everyone sees a city differently or like when i thought workshops in new york everyone had their own perception of the city because some people live there i lived there for a few months i now live in europe so there's a lot of these things that kind of factor in and it makes you appreciate everyone's relationships to the, these cities more and that travel has a very different you know connotation to everyone that you meet and lastly this is the very the most cheesy thing i'm going to say but when I was young, this is like one of the things that I always wrote inside the first page of a journal when I open one and start one. Uh, life is a journey.
0: So it sounds like that over the years, you've learned to kind of embrace who you are and be kind of less hard on yourself and less of a perfectionist. Is that, would you say that's accurate?
1: That's accurate, but I'm still working on my perfectionism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And it's I mean it's so hard, but I can see as in the transition from hand lettering where that is more, let's say, required than right. um, in your travel journal. I can see it's a way of kind of working through that, maybe.
1: Yeah. But I think the the nice pattern is like at the end of the day, I'm still like connected to words and letters. It's still in that same realm of like words and writing quotes and like just being able to like weave words together. And I think that's still what I do with journaling. So I think it's a really nice like transition into what I do now.
0: Awesome, awesome. So before we start wrapping up here, I'm curious what are some of your favorites right now in terms of journals, pens, markers, stickers, you know, what are the things that you just love the most?
1: Okay, I have my go-tos. So I'm going to share with you some of them. For my journals, I did create a journal two years ago. It's called The Diarist. And it's A5 and it's dotted. And I just like the format, obviously, because I made it. And it's sometimes I make products. No, most of the time I make products because I don't see it in the market. And I want to use it for myself. I'm the first customer, basically. So that's a journal I've been using. Like, I think I'm on my... Third journal now for the diarist, so I'm going to start my fourth one soon. But anything A5 is like a really good size for me because it feels like a book and it's very tangible. And since I write a lot, I need a lot of space to get those words out and basically fill up a page. For pens, I recently got a new fountain pen. Do you use fountain pens? I do not. I am totally intimidated by the wetness. Oh, no, you have to get a thinner nib, like a Japanese nib, so it's not going to be too wet. But it's a new thing that I've been like slowly getting into as well. And it's so funny because one of the first things that I thought of when I was getting into fountain pens is like, I'm gonna be, you know, I'm like gonna be my peak writer energy because you're using a fountain pen. It's so fancy. Yeah. That's always been my connotation until now. So I kind of laugh at myself, but I'm like, yeah, it looks good on my hand. So yeah. Um, So yeah, for pens, I do have two pens that I really like. One is a fountain pen that I newly got, and another one is a gel pen. So for the fountain pen, I bought this. um, It's a brand called Nagasawa, it's Japanese, and it has a. It's a demonstrator pen, meaning the body is clear, so you can see the entire body, and it is in a pink gold trim, which is really pretty. So I've been enjoying using that, and it's one of the higher end pens that I got um, from the pen show this year. And for regular like gel pens, I've been enjoying this pen called the Uni Ball One P. It's a very tiny; it's a, I think it's the size of a like a smaller than a hand, and it's just you can put it in your bag and you can like instant it's a click pen and it just comes in really cute colors. I currently have a beige one. I think it's called coffee or something. And it's just nice to like, um, it's so handy to write. The size is really good. And for some reason ergonomically it works really well too. So I've been enjoying that a lot for like jotting down. This is what I use to write my uh, travel notes on my tiny journal that I do for like reporting for markers. <laughs> I never outgrew or like never got rid of the ones that I used to use for hand lettering. So I'm pretty sure you know the Tombow Fudenosuke brush. It's like, a yeah, It's, it's, it's similar to Pentel Touch. So any of those, because the tip really works well with my handwriting. So I really enjoy both of them. And I also use them for sketching sometimes. So it's just a mainstay in my pen case anytime I'm traveling or I'm out and about. For stickers I've been loving and I told Christine this I've been loving the Everyday Explorers Co currently sticker prompts currently prompts it's a clear sticker set and it has all of these prompts that you can use for travel for daily journaling if you're running out of idea you know sometimes you're like I'm gonna open my journal I don't want to write about my day but I wanna do some memory keeping or like talk about what I'm currently reading or what I'm currently <laughs> watching. <laughs> so I really ex- enjoy the currently prompts. So that's what I've been um, like using a lot on my, in my stash right now.
0: So you recently launched a collaboration kit. I with did. Christine. Yeah. So as of recording, it's open for pre-order, but by the time it goes out, it unfortunately might be um, sold out, but mm-hmm. I think there'll eventually be a digital kit version. There is. Uh, yeah, but can there you is. share how you hope customers will use these products.
1: Yeah. So this um, kit that I did in collaboration with Every Explorers Co., this is actually our second year doing one. The first one we did was last year because it was travel-themed and it was in line with the release of my book about travel journaling. So it was like, oh, it's a great way to pick up a kit and start travel journaling. For this year, we created the Everyday Journaling Kit so Christine runs the Mini Book Makers Club. It's a monthly subscription kit. And there are themes every month. And this year, she told me... She actually pitched me the idea. She's like, can you talk about everyday journaling? And I was a bit like, that's very broad. She's like, yeah, but I think it's a good way to like get people to start journaling. So with the mm-hmm. theme, I created uh, stickers and a clear stamp set. And that kit has a mini book, which is great because... As I mentioned earlier, you know, starting small is very important, and starting small doesn't have to be like really like very like tiny tiny. It's like you know, you can have a little book to bring with you. You know, it's make it as easy as possible, and this is one of the ways you can do that. So, all I hope um, people who get this kit do is make time to document, start small, notice things. The prompts inside the Everyday Journaling Kit are very straightforward it's like checking in or on my mind or if you're like stuck in a cafe or it was raining outside and there's like a stamp called date time and location so you can like mark the passage of time or where you are just a little corner in your room if you're journaling so it's really all about capturing these little moments and um, I want people to feel the idea of how journaling has made me feel because it really transformed Yes, also my business, but actually me as a person, I feel like I've really Mm -hmm. transformed so much and I learned so much about what I like and what I don't like. And it's a it's this whole I really am such a fan or how do you say I'm like super pro self-discovery because it takes a lot to actively look inwards, you know, and journaling really allows us to do that. So, of course, there's a lot of work to do to do that. But then drilling is one of the ways you can like get in touch with yourself and the true core of who you are. And so um, hopefully through these kits, they learn to figure out what their drilling style is, what they like to document, what their interests are, realize what they really want out of life, you know. And so, yeah, that's what I hope um, customers do to um, when they get these kits and these products.
0: Oh, it sounds like a great entry point. Abby, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Jennifer. I had a blast.
0: Can you share where we can find you online? Anything you might have newer coming up towards the end of 2023?
1: Yeah. Um. So I have a Patreon. It's called, yeah, it's Abby C on Patreon. So I call it my art club and... Um, as of this recording, it's probably October, so we will do Happy Mail as the tier because I haven't done that in a while. So I'm going to start rolling out Happy Mail because I missed designing stickers, and like these are gonna be journaling stickers and stuff you can use for documenting, memory keeping. I do also have exclusive content that's centered around documenting and journaling. So, journal tours, I also show. Um, previews of my products or projects and I also talk a lot about the behind the scenes of running my business and if you would like to support my creative journey or meet fellow community members it's a great way to get involved and like share and share ideas and exchange um, conversations so it's Patreon and then I'm just on Instagram for updates and also on YouTube I do have at the moment, I don't have that much journaling videos because I've been sharing all of the things I did from my trips. But it's a fun one because I have went to different factories. I got to meet amazing people and like introduce these small businesses because I also used to run a small shop. So I just want to like highlight all these small businesses I got to work with. And my book is still available. It's called The Art of the Travel Journal. And it's available on Amazon and bookstores worldwide. And I also have a shop that I, I don't have a shop, but I have my products coming out to different uh, stockists around the world, like in the US, in the UK. So it's at ABC on Instagram if they want to get updated on where you can find my brand new products and stationery.
0: Oh, that sounds so fun. We'll include all those links in the show notes. Again, I'm so glad Great. we could
1: spend time together. Thanks so much, Jennifer. And
0: to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to document your life your way.